The Creep Show Chronicles contains graphic and disturbing content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creep Show Chronicles, the podcast where we discuss murder, the macabre, and all the spooky shit. I'm Sam. And I'm Ashley. Now grab your weed, your wine, or some coffee, and let's get creepy. How you doing today? Pretty good. I am actually doing really good. Good. Been trying to get back into my art. Yeah. At the beginning of each episode of season two, I would like to have a headline of some sort, funny story, whatever. So at the beginning, so I'm going to tell you this story to tell you the actual story, okay? So I'm telling you this because it does relate to our article. Um, I just wanted to talk about one of my favorite radio hosts who's no longer with us. His name was Jim, known to those of us in Springfield as Jim the Photographer. He was funny and would always flirt with the girls outside of the convention center before rock concerts. Uh, He began a 15-year career as a radio personality at WWCT in Peoria, Illinois, um, and then in Bloomington, and then finally, of course, in Springfield, Illinois at WQLZ, which is where I grew up listening to him. And was he was one of the most recognizable voices in radio locally. And he was a beloved public figure because of his many on-air and on-the-street segments. He was the co-host of the Ray Lytle Show on DisasterRadio.net internet radio station, and he served as the production director and programming assistant with emphasis on training of young broadcasters. He was a supporter of local music, and he unfortunately passed away in 2007. He also liked to shoot bottle rockets out of his butt, but one time it did cost him, and he was injured, and I'll just leave it at that. Now on to the article. Wait, what? No, you can't just start saying, no, what the fuck happened? I only read the headline, I don't read the article, so I read the headline and I put it into this story. So, man lights firework on his head and it explodes into his skull, Texas cops say. This is from a Yahoo News article. Um, This is this year, it was July 6th of this year. A 43-year-old man lit a firework on top of his head, resulting in his near-sudden death in San Antonio, police say. Officers in San Antonio were called to a residential area just after midnight on Tuesday, July 5th, following the firework mishap, according to a police report. First responders found the victim was suffering from severe head trauma with brain matter exposed from his skull, police said. The victim, identified as the Bexar County Medical Examiner's Office as 43-year-old Pablo Ruiz, died shortly after his office uh, whoop, died shortly after officers arrived, according to the police report. Uh, Ruiz, Ruiz, Ruiz's friend who witnessed the fatal uh, incident said Ruiz had been drinking when he chose to light the mortar-style firework from the top of his head. Investigators believe it somehow exploded from the bottom of the tube and pierced the top of his skull. So, there's your Darwin Award. Congratulations, Pablo. Congratulations. Wow, come on. I mean, I know people get drunk, but... Like, how fucking... But, no, Jim used to put bottle rockets in his ass and shoot him oh, off at, 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 like, events okay. and shit. Well, there you go. We all have... Well, one time it, like, exploded, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that he had a prosthetic ass. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I would... I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, what are we talking today? What are we talking about today? <laughs> Anywho, we are talking about Devil's Tower today. All right. The mystery of the mountain and the legends of it. Passed down through centuries of Native American his- history, 
sacred narratives surrounding the, the formation and spiritual significance of Devil's Tower are still told today, preserved as a traditional part of American Indian culture across the region. Though some details vary across different tribes, many aspects of the first stories of Devil's Tower remain the same. According to a Sioux legend, two young boys became lost trying to find their way home through the vast prairie. After some time, the boys realized that they were being followed, hunted by the ferocious and relentless Mato, an exceptionally giant bear. Mm. The boys ran from Mato for as long as they could, but found no place to hide in the low brush and open me meadow. <clears throat> Soon the massive bear was upon them, and in a final plea for rescue, the boys dropped to their knees and prayed to the great spirit to save them. Suddenly the earth began to shake, and the boys found themselves lifted up into the sky by a giant pillar of rock. Determined still to catch them, Mato reared up onto his hind legs, clawing enormous vertical striations into the stone as he tried to climb after the two boys, but they remained just beyond his reach. Hmm. Mato tried and tried to reach them, covering every side of the mountain in the long cracks and scratches made by its claws. But try as he might, Mato could not catch the boys. Eventually, Mato retreated, exhausted and disappointed, leaving the two boys alone and frightened on top of the mountain. The story comes to a close as the two boys are carried back to their village on the wings of Wanbli, a giant eagle. Hmm. While some aspects of Devil's Tower legend are used across other variations, other tribes include different details. For an example, the Kiowa tell the tale of a bear chasing seven maidens who are saved by the tower rising from the ground. However, instead of returning to their village, the girls ascend to the sky as stars, transforming into seven sisters. Star cluster, which if you choose to visit Devil's Tower at night, are clearly visible right above the mo monument during the fall. Cool. In the Arapaho legend, a young girl is transformed into a bear and injures her sister while chasing her siblings. When her sister does not recover, Bear Girl climbs to the top of Delvis Tower, abandoning her family to keep them safe. The Cheyenne tell the story of a group of warriors who hunt and defeat a bear spirit that has been terrorizing one of the women in their tribe. Though parts of the story change across the various tribes within the region, each includes the presence of a giant bear or group of bears to justify the vertical cracks along the surface of Devil's Tower. Hmm. Visitors can also spot Ursa Major, the Great Bear, or Big Dipper, star formation just above Devil's Tower in the night sky, along with many other significant star clusters and constellations referenced by the area's Native American culture. It is the recurring image of the bear across Native American sacred narratives that determine the original name of the monument given by the surrounding Native American tribes. Translating to Bear Rock, Bear Lodge, or Bear Teepee, <laughs> Devil's Tower was originally named Matotipila to reflect the sacred histories conveyed in Native American culture narratives. However, in 1875, during the American Gold Rush, Colonel Richard Irving Dodge led an ex expedition to the area following claims of gold in the Black Hills. Sounds about white. Yep, real, real fucking white. <laughs> 
Referring to Devil's Tower, Dodge reported that the Indians call it the Bad God's Tower, a name adopted with proper modification by our surveyors. Dodge's, geo Dodge's geological assistant, Henry Newton, agree agreed stating that Matotipila appears on the earliest map of the region, and though more recently it is said to be known among the Indians as the Bad God's Tower, or in better English, the devil. At the time, though, many documents and maps reflected the site's original name, Fair Lodge. Devil's Tower became the popular title. So where did Dodge go wrong? Almost all American Indian names for the site are associated with a bear in some way. Mm -hmm. So it's clear that Dodge, Newton, and those reporting on the expedition published incorrect information. Oh shit, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. White say people posting wrong information? Ooh. Never. Oh no. Or maybe they needed a better translator. Hmm. In the Lakota language, the word for a bad god or an evil spirit is skip pardon me if i'm pronouncing this wrong i do apologize wakansika however the lakota word for black bear is wahanksika the lakota are among the largest native american communities in the area so it's possible that dodge simply mistranslated the given name without realizing the mistake altered the history of the region, replacing a name of immense cultural significance mm -hmm. with an inaccurate but catchy misinterpretation. Today, many Native American tribal organizations have proposed that the name be changed to reflect the tower's original title and cultural ties. Geologists determined that Devil's Tower in Wyoming was actually formed as a result of a volcano. The cooling magma created the delineated columns. The tower is unique because of its size and the type of rock, phonolite. Mm -hmm. The columns that make up Devil's Tower are some of the tallest and widest found in these types of formations. Hmm. Devil's Tower history even includes movies. As I was trying to say earlier, it was used as one of the filming locations for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm -hmm. So, my question is, are, are there aliens up there? I want to know. Probably. There's <laughs> aliens like, everywhere. That's probably where they park, at least, probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a park right there. There's an elevator Nobody's on the there. inside, and they just... Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's like Tower of Terror. They just drop you. Shit, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Today, many return to the site to worship fast and celebrate. Throughout <laughs> the year, but especially in June, tribes perform ceremonies such as sweat lodges, vision quests, and group rituals, like the Sundays. Hmm. When you visit, you may see colorful cloths or bundles adorning trees near the base of Bear Lodge. Tribe members lead these as personal prayer offerings or in remembrance of a person or place. Hmm. Please respect these sacred ceremonies and do not touch these objects, please. Yes. I don't know if y'all been on TikTok lately, but I'm seeing a lot of these people like, oh, once I found this in a secret room in my house. Uh -huh. Here, let me just 
break it open. I already have all this paranormal crap in my house going mm -hmm. on. It's fine. Stop touching shit. Don't touch shit. Just look. Look. Every year, thousands of climbers drive across the country to the Fornolite. For free. Walls of Devil's Tower to climb the column. Call them their pillars in intensive <laughs> crack systems. I got an intensive crack. <laughs> now you know who has an intensive crack. <laughs> Preston. <laughs> <laughs> it has an intensive crack. The crack goes up to his shoulder blades. <laughs> car and his fucking ass crack is like shooting up out of his pants like <laughs> oh my god or he got his hand in his fucking pants talking to the lady at the fucking car dealership nah that was a dude <laughs> oh it was a dude it was a dude <laughs> and you and me were sitting up front and i'm just like looking over at you and it's like i can't look at the dealership guy because <laughs> i think To the National Park System, many tribe members consider climbing a desecration of a sacred site. So every June, the monument closes to rock climbing to a to recognize Bear Lodge as a sacred location. Hmm. So, yeah, please respect that. As tribes return to Bear Lodge for religious ceremonies in June, they can observe their spiritual practices without the noise and distractions that come with dozens of climbers high on the tower's wall. There is one caveat, sorry. I was like, caveat. Is that cute? Oh. <laughs> there is one caveat. This closure, which began in 1995 through the climbing management <clears throat> plan, is entirely voluntary. The intention of the voluntary nature is to build mutual respect between the climbing and native communities. However, in recent years, compliance with the climbing ban has been steadily decreasing. If the columnar walls of Devil's Tower call to you, please respect the ban and don't climb during the month of June. Yeah. Climbing activists, uh, climbing activist groups like Access Funds support the ban and request that you honor it by respecting the area as a holy site and acknowledging that we are visitors to this land. Mm -hmm. We can coexist and appreciate the majesty of Bear Lodge for generations to come. Well, if you'd like to follow us on social media, check out our link tree at the Creep Show Chronicles. You can also find all of our listening platforms there as well. For future recommendations, you can email us at thecreepshow18 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Creep Show. I'm Ashley. I'm Sam. Stay creepy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Creep Show Chronicles. Follow us on social media and share our show so we can grow our audience.